0: Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment, this is the Shane and Scuba Steve Podcast. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Not too bad. I just ate an entire chicken pot pie.
1: Ambitious. Okay.
0: I went for it. It was delicious.
1: I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners are as well. Yeah. I'm now drinking wine, so I'm having a great night. That's good. That's like a a gourmet meal right there, wine and chicken pot pie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're back for our our second micro pod. Mm Mm-hmm. Specifically around the adventures of Tintin.
0: Yes. A wonderful little romp of a film from 2011. I it love this film. I've watched a film. this
1: a ton of times. This was your first time watching it. It was my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it thoroughly. A yes. lot more than I thought. And I thought the mocap was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, produced with him and Peter Jackson. Uh, They use Weta Digital. It's an entirely motion capture film, but it's a wonderful film. A lot of the scenes, there are times where you just kind of forget that it is motion capture and that it's animated. And you're like, like, oh, this looks beautiful. Especially now when you think back, that's nine years ago. Yeah. Insane. Mm
1: -hmm. It's simply
0: insane. Yes. So, a little synopsis for our listeners who have never heard or seen this film Uh, The Adventures of Tintin follows Tintin, a journalist from. Uh, Great Britain, who stumbles upon a mystery involving a pirate ship and international intrigue. And that's just that's as much as I can go into without giving the entire thing away uh, just up front. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. But but something I always love about this film, first off, it opens up with an incredible um, opening number stylized, something similar to very James Bond like. That you yep. get that if you are a reader of the original novel series that these are based off of, the Adventures of Tintin that started back in the eighties. Um, it kind of gives you a, a lot of like homages or homages of uh, episodes or little series that they had. Does that? Then you hop right into the movie. I would say it's about two minutes in that you have everything that you need to know about the story. It's a mystery, international. An American
1: comes and visits our main character, and then we are just off. And you're moving. The movie literally never slows down in my mind. Mm -hmm. It just, it continually just hits and hits and hits. Absolutely. Um, A stellar cast, uh, Jamie Bell as the
0: lead, Tintin. Um, Andy Serkis as a Captain Archibald Haddock, something whom you'll meet along the way. Daniel Craig uh, stealing the scenes as Ivan uh, Sakharin, our antagonist,
1: wonderful. And you do have Nick Frost and Simon Pegg at Mm -hmm. the Thompson's, which is truly, truly stupendous. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. I love this film. It just oozes charm throughout the entire thing. I feel like at no point am I ever off-put where I'm like, ugh, I feel like they're trying. There's a dog that's a a main character that (laughs) I'm never annoyed by. I'm usually very intrigued by the dog. And the dog just seems very natural. Something that's not
1: easily done. Agreed. Within the mm-hmm. first 15 or 20 minutes, the dog plays like an integral role to the point where mm-hmm. I was cheering for the dog, <laughs> which does not happen in many movies. I was very impressed yeah. with myself to be like, no, listen to the dog. Air Bud. Air will Yeah, Air a natural early. though. Mm-hmm. Homeward Bound. I'll give them a cheer. They deserve it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think on first watch, it's like a truly an incredible film only mm-hmm. because we had spoken in our last podcast, which kind of tr- caused us to dive into this micropod, but it is almost – it's a perfect adventure movie. It's on the same vein as the Uncharted video games, which we spoke on many times. It's also mm-hmm. the same vein as Indiana Jones. hmm And it turns out – I've been doing some reading. Steven Spielberg originally heard about Tintin because of the coverage in France of um, Indiana Jones. Ooh. Really? I didn't know about that. Yeah. So that kind no. of made the motions – Indiana Jones was compared to the Tintin books. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of brought it to his attention. Because this movie's been in the works, I want to say, since the 80s? I wouldn't be shocked, basically, because it's such a
0: an easy property to w- want to make a film out of. And it, the best thing I, I like about this is it screams adventure serials from, like, the 50s and 60s, which is something that Spielberg has always been known to try and attempt. That's what Indiana Jones, like, is in the vein of. This, yep. From the beginning, you're just like, ooh, it, it just already, it, aesthetic is just up front and in your face and it's
1: it fits perfectly for this story that they're trying to tell it, it does a hundred percent and like it, it drew me in really quickly and i didn't because it was animated i kind of discounted it heavily but upon like even that first few scenes you kind of get pulled in mm-hmm. there's nothing really to push you away either there's no dead time in the in the movement of the movie where you could like look away Exactly. This is I, not a movie where I look at my phone or I like pause to do something else. I I was into it the entire time.
0: Something great about this film is something's always moving, either the camera or um, characters in this film. Yep. And that's something that's great for Spielberg. Um, there's a great uh, video essay done by every uh, frame of painting known as the Spielberg winner. Um Most films, you either get the long take that's like the six minute, the, it's very obvious and you don't see it or you just get a quick back and forth. Spielberg is known for doing great one and a half minute long takes. Mm-hmm. And in a movie like this in motion capture, he can do everything he wants to do. He can have the yep. camera swoop under a car while still following the character, even though no one can ever do that and get everything
1: he wants to and inter- engage the entire time during this film. You really are. And there's a lot of discussion around doing it in live action versus animated and then all of a sudden moving complete a motion capture mm-hmm. which i think is a great as you're saying you can do so much more i think that was the that was everyone's inkling was like look here's what we can do and there's even some great anecdotes about how peter jackson was partly remote for the entire shoot mm-hmm. um he was like off traveling on another shoot so he was video conferencing in and just was making the over hobbit loudspeak. most likely
0: oh okay yeah, i
1: think he's making the hobbit so he's
0: Imagine that making the Hobbit trilogy and be like, uh, "Hold on, guys, I got to call. Stephen, he's doing some
1: adventure movie. Give me five. It's crazy, but I think overall incredible film. Yes, I was super. I'm so I immediately started looking for sequels. I actually thought there was a sequel out, but there wasn't.
0: No, it's been in development hell. But of course, this film was for the longest time, and I, mean, I think thirty the, years of development hell. Yeah. And half, I think, the problem is um, it's a lot of development from the artistic standpoint. You have to animate all this. You can get the actors in to come in, like, hey, can you guys come together for, like, this weekend where I have I need you to jump three times and and shake around so we can get your body moving. And then that's about it. And then the next four months is them making a beautiful world that you get to live in.
1: I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Like, I think just motion capture, like, is great in that regard, because it's it's less actor time, more computer time, mm-hmm. but I think it just drags everything out a little bit. Because yes. it looks like in 2001, Spielberg wanted to do it with animation. That's ten years before the movie finally came out. At one yeah. point, Stephen Wright was attached to the film, but he kept on bouncing off and on because of like a Scott Pilgrim versus the World and another movie
0: that he did. Edgar Wright was a, wrote is has screenplay credits on this.
1: Yep, he contributed. He was a. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how many people this ran through before it finally got it finally got made. Mm-hmm. They asked well, me about it.
0: You I didn't did? know. Any, I didn't know anything about the property at the time. I was, wow. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. I was like, what? Yeah. Now, did he come to the high school or did he meet you at home? It was at the high school. It was like they in assembly. They called us all down. They're like, hey, um. Joe Cornish wants to talk to everybody. I'm like, Joe Cornish, who the hell is Joe Cornish? And he's like, anyone want to work on Tintin? I'm like, I don't, what the huh? <laughs> Yep. So uh, what are some of your favorite scenes from the film? Uh, favorite scenes. Um, I would say once you get on to the uh, uh, shipping freighter, once that the movie starts moving from there, that's where we're going to meet our secondary character, um, Haddock played by Andy yep. Serkis. Um This movie is such... I love this so much because this gets to showcase Andy Serkis in so many great facets of his ability as an actor. He can do comedy. He can do very serious scenes. He gets to play multiple characters because he also plays an ancestor um, in this film. But Andy Serkis, I feel, doesn't get enough recognition because it's always motion capture. They're like, oh, it's only like half of a... It's like half acting motion capture. (laughs) This is something that I feel gets to really showcase like no... This is acting. And from the moment you see him, I believe everything he's doing. And once getting onto the freighter, I think from there, it doesn't really slow down the film. It does. I just love it. Yeah. So I'd say the entire um, freighter scene from Tintin being captured, him devising a way to escape, which is, I think, a great way to show our character is actually resourceful. He's not someone that's just kind of like consistently being thrown into the, the next action scene. He's making his own steps forward. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. It's wonderful. And another great thing about this is Spielberg does such a wonderful job of always setting up an action point and knowing that it's going to be involved later. Like there is a scene while they're trying to move a, 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 a lifeboat off so they can escape. We are shown a spotlight for a good five seconds. That spotlight comes in later when Tintin shoots at the blind people so they can't see them. And that's <laughs> such great filmmaking. The show like, okay, nope, I'm going to show this is here. So then later we have a reason why I'm like, Oh, there's a spotlight here. Hey, you can shoot it. Such great. That's what you look for in a great film. And that's what I think is perfect about um, doing it in motion capture and doing animation is that it's no longer than, okay, how are we going to find this boat? Okay. How are we going to build this boat? It's like, okay, no, we can just draw it. I can, I can just film these guys pushing stuff around and then put anything else I want into later. And they'll all make sense. I don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z at the moment. I just have to get the base. Yep. Yeah. And what about yourself? What were the few scenes or scene that you loved?
1: So I, I appreciate the steamship scene, but I also I enjoy the lifeboat scene mm-hmm. immediately following where they're in the lifeboat. Um, Haddock does light a fire on the boat by burning the oars, assuming they're going to be saved. He's also shit-faced. Yes. Um, which he is for most of the film, which I think is a really interesting aspect that they work in where you find Haddock and he's heavily drinking and like they go on the adventure through the boat and they open up just like the bar storeroom, basically, where he's like, this is it. This is the goal. He has
0: been building it up that we're trying to get, yes, we have to get here. This is what we need to do to be safe. Everything will be
1: fine, yes, and leading up to a a liquor cabinet. And you find out that he, you know, there's, I thought it was very interesting, like, the incorporation of the character because you kind of, like, you think about that as, like, how someone reacts to, like, the drinking thing and how Tintin reacts to him being like, yo, you're drunk all the fucking time. Yeah, so I think it's interesting too because they also break it down that you know he had learned from his grandfather, or his uncle. Forgive me for not knowing which character it is. Um, he learned from his uncle what happened to the unicorn, the ship, they're, the which they're searching for, and you find out that he continually drinks just to forget about what happened and what he was told. So you do have that scene where they get brought to um, Bin Salad's castle, castle not castle.
0: I'll take a passel. That was a combination
1: of palace and castle. I'll take passel. So they get brought to the passel. I think the
0: passel, if it's near water, it's a castle, If it's inland.
1: Okay, alright. Like a a palisade castle, got it.
0: Yeah, I believe, if I'm not mistaken.
1: So they get to the passel and he kind of sobers up. And he was sobered up in the desert too, which is really interesting, because that whole desert scene is amazing. Where Mm -hmm. he's having a hallucination of the water and then all of a sudden... In his mind, he sobers up and he sees the entire events that he was explained to when he was, a, when he was younger. Yes. About his uncle-grandfather's battle with um, Red Pennant. Is that his name? Red Rackham. Red Rackham. That's, I'm so- sorry,
0: I'm going to have to take five points away from you. Uh, that's a negative
1: five for Red Team. Uh, so <laughs> just want to keep him keep, keep short sure. home. So that's, that's an amazing scene, I think, just from the transition and kind of what takes place during that scene. And then it kind of is, again, mirrored in when he's at the palace. show me up again. And they kind of stop him from drinking, which I thought was great. Yes. Because like, he like grabs it and he goes, oh, and then he's going to do this. And then like, no, no, he's not. Finish the story. So that was one of my favorite like, segments of the movie, which is all 20 minutes. But I would say one of my favorites, right at the end, the crane battle when they're yes. fighting with steamship cranes. I was this, I was so into it. I thought it was amazing,
0: and it almost. And I love that they both are just like, oh, a crane. I know how to use. Yeah, I know how to use a crane. Yeah. Oh, this. Oh, I. Ugh. I do this every day. I usually do this. Is how I get to work. I use a crane.
1: Yeah, just, left and right in the crane is like it's the office.
0: Yeah. Um, but it truly is a great film. I think what I do love is it's called the Adventure of Tintin, but. More or less, it's a story about Captain Haddock. He's the one with the greatest arc of... When we meet him, his entire crew has abandoned him. They've turned against him for money. And he's a drunk. And he has to overcome that and gain the respect and the honor that his family legacy once had. And discover what it means to be as the treasure mystery tells that only a true Haddock can find the treasure. And I think that's fantastic. That Tintin really is more so there to help us understand the mystery and lead Haddock along and give him the courage to be a better
1: character. Yep. Yeah. And I would say it really does... It does a good job of moving the story along in that regard. And Mm -hmm. kind of shifting the window to be around Haddock with, like, a Tintin facilitating, as you said. Yeah.
0: Daniel Craig as the villain is wonderful. Great. From the very
1: beginning, he's just...
0: I feel like this must have been so much fun for him because otherwise, I think at the time he had like, done a lot, another Skyfall. I think he'd done Skyfall, yeah. Where okay. it's like, oh, I've broken my shoulder. So that was fun. <laughs> and it's like, what do you want me to do? Oh, you want me to do motion capture? So I don't really have to do anything. I'm going to make pajamas.
1: Oh, this is wonderful. And he's just a great villain in this. He's a great villain. One thing to bring it back to your spotlight commentary mm-hmm. the butler. Yes is another character where they linger on him a few times and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be something. Yes. That's another thing that's probably
0: like 10 minutes into the film, but now we have antagonistic... Well, yeah, antagonist characters. The butler at that time is set up kind of as a bad guy, but helping our, the hero. We're already like, okay, what is going on? This is a great film that keeps adding and adding. You're like, wait, so what? You're always, there's one more thing that has to be un- uncovered. Throughout yep. this film, but it never leaves you um, over encumbered with mysteries. Like, wait, no. So, what's this? What's that? There's always something like, okay, here's two things you understand, but oh, now we got one more other thing you don't get. Agreed. Rubber. Yeah. What uh, was your ooh, least no.
1: favorite part of the film?
0: Hmm. I'd say my least favorite part and this is just because now I've seen it so many times, because this is only on your first time viewing it, and I've probably Correct. watched it now probably five or six times, um, is actually... Uh, it is, it's funny, because it's the scene that you just said that you like so much is the uh, desert scene. I only sometimes skip that because to me, once you've seen it so many times... Actually, no, I love to like that scene. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I guess it is the subplot then the, the sub, subplot is with the pickpocket throughout the town who is it's very fun and charming with him but otherwise it just buys Tintin time at the beginning to keep him yep. still
1: involved in the story
0: otherwise it doesn't really other than that then it just kind of comes back to like we solved it and here you go here's your prize possession
1: i mean it does pull
0: um Thompson and Thompson back in it does, which they are fun characters. Simon Peck and Nick Frost playing in inspectors for um, Interpol, Thompson and Thompson, who are not
1: related but look identical to each other. So for that reason, I think it's like I think it, I think it works. I think mm-hmm. it plays well. But I thought it, I thought it was a good little surprise. I thought the pickpocket was going to have more of a role towards the end. Yep, kind of waiting for something with him, but. You know, it could be like it could have been setting something up, but it didn't. So the sequel. The sequel's really gonna pay attention to the pickpocket. The pickpocket's yeah, gonna if be. If only we ever gooch. got a sequel.
0: Hey, they're working on it. It takes time, but Andy Serkis is like making uh, Venom 2.
1: That's true he is, isn't he? We're never gonna get mm-hmm. this movie.
0: Well actually no, that's not true. That's the thing. The best part about this is because it's motion capture, it's similar to making an animated film. The actors just come along once every three months for like a weekend film for 8 hours and it's just like okay we need you doing these two scenes we need you running around this type of jungle gym to get you these motions you yep. come back in another 3 months and we'll have the next scene for you that's all it really is and that's why it takes so long and that's why Peter Jackson's like yeah I can do this on a conference call because I'm in New <laughs> Zealand and it's a day and a half to fly there to be with you guys
1: uh, yeah i mean i think it's i hope it happens sooner than we're like, we're saying it will but 2025 2025 oh i don't want to wait till 2025 i mean we could just we could buy the property couldn't we
0: we could i don't think we could all right so take a gander at the budget for this film it was 135 million dollars oh you do you know the box office it was 374
1: million dollars you have wikipedia open i see
0: no i have um uh tin tin's journal that's the um the fan base uh wikipedia um that's just Tintin. It's, it's all the lore for it. And it has a one page about the movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who won a Golden it? Globe for an Best Animated Film? Did it? It did. Wow. It was also nominated for an Academy Award. Best score by John Williams. Which is another great thing about this film. John Williams' score. just I think that's... To me, I've always liked John Williams. And he does a lot of great films but he always feels like the late 70s, early 80s of music for me, just because it's so iconic with Star Wars. And even now, like, even it has different ideas and he's brought different elements to his music. It always feels like such a stuck-in-time moment for me. So this is why this film then also feels very timely. And he also did Indiana Jones, which is another adventure serial type film.
1: It kind of ties it all together, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah it's a great movie. I like, I like, still I'll say it again. Pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. it kind of makes me want to look at back into the older TV shows and the older books mm-hmm. just for the story. But I'm very happy with this one. Yes.
0: I give it, um, I give it seven out of, uh, seven, uh, film rolls. seven out of seven film rules.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? What do you give it? You get six and a half out of seven film roles. Wow. wow. I thought the I really I thought the ending was too short.
0: That's true. But I think that's because they were like, We'll be doing more of these. And that they probably also were like, we're all gonna be doing these wicked soon. And then Andy Circus was in Marvel, Jamie Bell was like, I'm gonna do Fantastic Four. And then everyone was like,
1: mm, cool. That's great. Like they get to main Spike or Marlon Spike Hall, and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be like there's probably like another fifth like maybe 25, 30 minutes left, and there was like five. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't enough. And then they do the whole thing where they find I think at the bottom of the the bowl full of gems. And then they're like, we have to go on another adventure. And it's like, ah, I hope there's another one to watch. And there isn't. No. I mean, it made so much money I'm surprised the studios haven't just forced it like to happen. I think the biggest problem is as much as
0: Spielberg and everyone wants to make this it's such a time consuming project and all of them want to make other things because when you look at Spielberg since then, he's made bridge of spies. Um, what was that newspaper? Uh, the post. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson made, uh, he made the Hobbit films, which that took like four years. He wasn't even supposed to make those. That was supposed to be a uh, Guillermo del Toro. And then he dropped out and then he was like, okay, I'll do this. Cool. So all these actors, and now Andy Serkis has done far more. He's done some directing. He's done a lot more acting and motion capture and other films and now direct. So it's tough to get them all together, which I, I'm definitely on the fan. If they want me to sign a petition, I'll, I'll march. I'll march on
1: Wall Street yep. if I have to. <laughs> You'll to get march? Tintin.
0: Yeah, I'll march. There's not a lot of things in this life that I'll march for, but I'll, I'll march for a Tintin um, uh, sequel. I'll uh, march for a Tron Legacy sequel. You
1: love Tron Legacy so much.
0: I love it to death. Um, I'll I'll march for like you know equality too. Like you know, just has to be like a good temp that day. Like no rain. If it's raining, no. No rain. Will
1: you march for Tintin in the rain?
0: Uh, depends on what shoes I'm wearing that day. If I'm wearing my sneakers, no. If I'm wearing like boots, sure. But just that depends. If I if it's planned, it's going to rain. Tintin? No, I'm not going to march. But if I'm marching for Tintin, starts raining, I'm staying. I'm not, no. Uh Uh-uh. This is Tintin. I don't, rain's not going to stop me then. I don't care. (laughs) I mean, if it's Tintin, then it's for you. It's for me. Yeah. I'll get a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo. Will you you get a tattoo? I don't have any tattoos, but will you get a tattoo with me? Of a Tintin tattoo?
1: I will not get a Tintin tattoo with you. You won't? No. You won't get a snowy, the dog tattoo? I don't think so. Also, real quick, I was convinced that when the mask—this is a huge massive spoiler for everyone else listening—the uh, movie came out nine years ago. They will go watch it, like I did yesterday. Um, when the mask breaks on the model in the first yes. like ten minutes, when he gets back to his apartment, yes. And the metal scroll drops behind his dresser. Yes. I was convinced we weren't going to see that thing until like minute ninety-four of the movie. You thought it would be like the very end.
0: No. Oh, that's what I like about this film is pretty much everything is like. Within fifteen minutes, I feel like when you see something, you, it will be paid off later. Like, like I said, like the spotlight is paid off a, fi- a few moments later. Um, oh, the uh, the hawk, like our villain yeah. has a pet falcon, not a hawk, but like you think, like oh, he's just gonna have a creepy like hawk. It's a, a character in the film, like it matters. It does, Yes, it's not just like oh, oh my, ooh. and of course if he has a falcon too, which oh yeah, you have to have a falcon. Yes, it's the 1950s. Everyone has a falcon.
1: You don't have a falcon now. You don't practice falconry?
0: I'm not allowed falcons in the apartment. Uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but battle toads. I'm allowed, I'm allowed battle toads. Good for you. Yeah, but you know, you need
1: a lot of them to like, you know, to make an impact. Do you think it's interesting that we have Archibald Haddock, um, Ivan Ivanovich Sakarin? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a third food-related. Oh, uh, Omar Ben Salad. Oh yeah, tons, lots of puns. This this movie.
0: This best thing is I actually didn't know until just now that Edgar Wright had like screenplay credits. It makes so much sense. It's the humor is just perfect, perfect. It and it's is pouring through it from scene to scene, just with minor characters, even just tiny little things. Like I love there's um, two characters trying to blow up a, a door to get in with dynamite, and they're like off to the side, like huddled. They're like, okay, uh, it's going to blow. And he goes, hold on one second. He takes his friend and puts him in front of him and goes, just stay there. It's like that's (laughs) perfect subtle humor. Not not subtle, but just perfect silly humor throughout the film that just keeps it going, that you love.
1: It's really terrific.
0: Yes. I give it... um, Oh, you're changing your score? I give it eight out of nine um, 34 by six um, lenses. We're going to need you to revise that scoring methodology, please. I'm going to take, I'll, I'll give, uh, I'm going to give it 11 out of 13 uh,
1: Peabody Awards. Okay. Okay. I can, I can accept that scoring with it all. You're not sure if our listeners can, but. I'm going to give it six Saturn Awards. Okay. All right. I guess, yeah, you can do that. I was going to give it nine out of 12 desks. I'm going to let it be featured during the Mark Twain Prize um, PBS showing. Like, they'll show I, an ad for it during it. I was just going to cut the motorcycle chase scene, which is an incredible scene, by the way, that we didn't speak on. But I'm going to cut that and just have it be a Super Bowl commercial next Wait, year. Wait, the
0: motorcycle chase scene? Yeah. Wait, with the, the dam? Where they had to get the three pieces? of yeah. the. That's the best scene. You didn't mention it. You haven't mentioned it
1: yet. Well, it's like the best you said you'd get rid of it. Oh my God, I'm hurt. I said that, I would cut it and play it as a Super Bowl commercial.
0: That is just a commercial. It was pretty. I think that was like the ad that they showed at like IMAX to be like, <laughs> "Hey, you should see this film." Here's like a, a clip, and they showed that, which is wonderful. But then when you get to the movie, you go, "Oh wait, oh this is the oh this was like the big scene." Yeah, like that's this. it. Oh that's wow. It. Oh okay, wow. I saw it. It was almost like they showed. Um, I don't know if you ever got to see it, but when you saw I Am Legend, they showed. The Dark Knight, the bank scene, yep. the Joker beforehand. It's like, well, then when you saw that, even though that's the beginning of the film, which is so it doesn't give anything away, you're like,
1: whew, they showed it already. Whew, okay, well. I was scared shitless after I Am Legend, but it was so worth it to see the bank scene. Oh, it was wonderful. I also forget what movie I saw early just to see the Bane airplane scene. Oh, it would have had to be another um, IMAX movie, yeah. In w- WB property.
0: Um, I'll look it up real quick. Uh but Tintin is uh, great. <laughs> I give it um six uh crew t-shirts out of 6. Like do you say crow or crew? Crew, like the like a t-shirt that the crew gets at the end of the like the shoot. Like oh, okay. hey guys, here's the adventure of the unicorn uh, sub uh, like Crew, it's not—it's not a really an original s- slogan. Um, Got it. So it's just—it's just a staff shirt. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'd give it um, fourteen out of seventeen motion capture computers. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Got to count That's those good. ping pong balls. Yeah, I give it. Um,
0: I give it four Peter Jackson um, uh, conference calls at horrible hours for him. Like for Steven and for the rest of the crew it's like, you know, one in the afternoon. They like just had lunch and it was like a good and like that, but for for Peter it's like three in the morning and he's also like knee deep in like Hobbit shit. Literal shit. And it's like, what do you wanna know? Hey, should I pan left or right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the for for the record, the airplane scene was a Attached to the Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol IMAX.
0: Ah, uh, good, good, good. All I've got in is uh, Dark Knight Rises trailer uh, showing up. Good. I, you, you did much better on your search. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah,
1: I think this has been a terrific movie. I'm mm-hmm. so glad we covered it. Or will you be giving everyone a review of this movie? I will be. I think I'm going to start working on that tomorrow. And you'll have a, a review on the website, folks.
0: Yeah. That website being the Shane and Scuba Steve Show com, yeah, and you can find us on Instagram at the Shane Scoop Steve Show, or at put yeah. the ad, but you know I, I assume you know people know that you'll find us, yeah, you can find us on MySpace, uh, maybe, Pro- uh, Friendster, Friendster is definitely where we're at, mm-hmm. Foursquare as well. Check our LimeWire profile, um, but do not do not click on anything on the profile. Do not click on my profile. Just look for the profile. But do not click on it. You will clicking on it.
1: What are what are we reviewing next?
0: Um well you know I always want to do Tron Legacy, but we don't have the Tron Legacy anytime soon. Because, that's you know, a,
1: I, that's a capstone that we'll do.
0: That's something I get that could be a prime. <laughs> I could do my own recordings that I have already. And just put that up. Of me rambling to myself. Oh, Jeff Bridges looked really good in this film. I don't think the the CGI looked that bad. Um, I
1: think we're gonna do the the new
0: Bad Boys movie. You wanna do the Bad Boys? I'll do the Bad We can do the Bad Boys. Let's do the Bad Boys. Bad, here's the thing though, I got then I have to watch Bad Boys 2 as well. You're gonna love Bad Boys 2. I like Bad Boys. I've never actually seen all of Bad Boys 2. The only thing I've seen of Bad Boys 2 Bad Boys 2 is um the very the very opening the first frame. I've seen the first frame. Okay. And then I've seen the, the end. When, like, I think Martin Lawrence at the end, he's like, he goes, ah, hell no. Like, it's, it's somewhere near the end when he says that. That's all I've seen of Bad Boys 2.
1: Do yourself a favor. You're going to yep. love it. Watch mm-hmm. the movie. Maybe, maybe don't watch them back to back, like, immediately, but watch them same day. Because there's, they have a couple. So, for the record, not spoiler, but the plots don't like, like, the plots aren't sequels. So you're fine there. But oh, there like they're solo,
0: like, They're like solo stories. It's not like I can't believe what happened in the last one is coming. Yeah, back they're definitely Honda, solo you know. stories. So you're yeah. gonna be
1: safe in that regard. It's just uh, they're just good. To, they're good classic action movies. Mm. They're Michael Bay. They
0: are Michael Bay. The who actually directed the third one? Because it wasn't Michael Bay,
1: was it? No, uh, was it? Let me let me check. Was it? Was it Michael Bay? Michael uh, Bay no, it was Bilal... Full Hall
0: Oh, who did? Who was Bilal Hall? I know, I know that though. Um,
1: Bilal Fahal. Um, he Bilal. did "Bad Boys for Life," "Gangsta Image," "Brothers," and "Black" in 2015. Oh yes,
0: of course. And See, the other I'm
1: director saying. was Adil El-Rabi or Arby. and he did the same movies. And he's working on Beverly Hills Cop Four. Oh man. I can't wait for Beverly Hills Cop 4. So, definitely definitely watch out for our next Micropod on that, probably later on this week.
0: And then when are we going to do the Beverly Hills Cop series? When are we going to uh, break those down?
1: I want to watch all four at once, so we have to wait for the fourth one to come out. Oof. That's going to be a while. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make some calls.
0: 1994. Oh, man. I can't wait for Beverly Hills Cop 4. But yeah, we'll do this again soon. We'll do Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. Yes.
1: Very well. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, thank you rec- for tuning into our micro pod. Yeah. Our Tintin uh, pod.
0: Adventure of Tintin: The Secret of the Unicorn, to be specific.
1: It's a very long title.
0: Yeah, that's true. In France, it was called. You guys know it.
1: Yeah. Cause,
0: yeah, because it's a French series. I
1: thought it was just called the kid with the weird calic.
0: No, it's called it's called um, uh, Ginger. But all right, we're cool with this one. It's called um, Jamie Bell. Okay, Jamie, do what you like. Got it. All
1: right. (laughs) Good night, everyone.
0: Good night.